This is a Soulfire production. Welcome back to A Sharper Life. So today we are just going to jump straight into a fun exercise. I'm going to read off 20 qualities and I recommend you have a pen and paper and you're going to want to write down 10 of them that describe you or around 10. Go with your intuition, just first thing that comes to you. And with these 10, you're going to get a greater understanding of if you're in your masculine or your feminine. So are you sensitive, direct, independent, supportive, nurturing, strong, ambitious, patient, trusting, likes control, analytical, empathetic, creative, decisive, likes perfection, needy, intuitive, logical, goal-driven, and caring. So of those 20, when you think about the qualities that describe you, have they been a hindrance to your romantic relationships? Do you chase after a good career and having money or more notoriety? Or do you prefer your partner to be the more dominant one, let's say, within the career? Do you like the qualities that describe you? So we're going to come back to these a little bit later. I recently did a poll on my Instagram over at Nikki Sharp if you're not following and you'd like to. And the vast majority wanted to know more about masculine and feminine energy. And I personally love this topic because I have been through such a transformational journey within myself that we're going to go into during the podcast. And I also get to help clients on a daily basis to completely and radically transform their lives by understanding this concept that we're going to go over today. So the important thing to know is that we all have masculine and feminine in us. It's our energy bodies, and it has nothing to do with gender. You can have a man who is sensitive and caring and shares his feelings easily, and he's more in his feminine. And you can have a female who is goal-oriented, methodical, has a high drive, and so she's more in her masculine. But for today's topic and this podcast, I'm going to refer to the masculine energy as a he and feminine as a she. I know that there are so many different terms out there and people identify with many different things. And you can absolutely be in a same-sex relationship and have two females or two males. And the interesting thing is one will be more dominant in masculine, one dominant in feminine. So just for the context of today, though, We're going to say masculine is he, feminine is she. But you'll be able to understand how this applies to your life no matter what you identify as. So here's what I find so interesting about this topic of masculine and feminine energies. Most people have heard something or another about it. And yet the vast majority of us are living in an energy that is wounded or we are actually living in the opposite energy from what we should be. And let's take this example. If you are a female who is in her masculine, 
you will tend to be a little bit controlling. You want everything in your life to be perfect, whether it's your body, you want the the guy to act exactly how you think he should act. And this is going to cause a lack of polarity in the relationship. It is actually the one of the greatest challenges that happens in relationships is lack of polarity. And this tends to happen when a woman is in her masculine, because now you have two parties who are fighting because they are on the same side, whereas you need a positive and a negative. So they're going to butt heads. And this will create a constant power struggle between the two partners, between the man and the female. And so both want to be in charge. Both want it their way. Both want to be the decision makers. And so I just want you to think about, are you a female who is in a relationship or even in the past where you have wanted control over everything that the man does or everything that your partner says or how they act in public? Is that something that you want? Or have that? Is that something you've acted? Let's say. Then you have men who are also living in their feminine, or being "quote unquote" the nice guy. And most women are going to know this, or they've encountered something of this of having the bad guy and the nice guy. And women tend to, at some point in their life, go after or want to be with the bad guy. And really, simply put. This is because the bad guy represents safety, stability. It's the guy who just makes decisions quickly, efficiently. You feel a little bit more safe around someone like this because if something were to happen, it's just this subconscious thing that goes in the mind of, oh, okay, he's going to solve it. He's going to figure it out because it's that almost not aggressive in a sense, but pushing the dominant side out. So then you have the nice guy which is a little bit more like a friend, a girlfriend for a woman. You know, they're more emotional, they're supportive, and there needs to be a balance between the two, at least I personally believe so. But most women will have experienced some form of the nice guy and, and the, the bad guy. And so it's really for the man then understanding where are you in terms of your relationship or what sort of relationship do you seek? Because some men want to be with a powerful, strong woman. And someone really want that woman who is just nurturing and caring. And we're going to go into that. So think about masculine and feminine energy like a battery. So I have two batteries here and you have a positive and you have a negative side. If you put the two positives together, they repel each other. They don't, they will not touch. They, they do not align. And the same goes if you put the two negatives together. It doesn't work to get the connection that you want to get the energy source. You need to have a positive with a negative. And that is essentially the masculine and the feminine. You need a masculine to make the feminine feel protected and safe, but you need the feminine to bring out that caring and that nurturing side for the man, making him feel like he's the strong, the protector the the fighter in the family. And so you really need both in order to have a harmonious relationship. And lack of polarity, as I mentioned, is one of the greatest causes for a romantic relationship either ending or partners starting to fight. So the masculine and feminine energies are like poles of a magnet or the battery. And depending on where you are energetically on the pole determines 
what sort of relationship you will have. So whether you complement each other or whether you're continuously arguing and butting heads. So if you're both positive, let's say both masculine, you're going to be butting heads. If you're both in your feminine, the relationship is not going to have enough of the, let's say, power or feeling of safety that one might need. There needs to be a balance. And we're going to go into the qualities now. So masculine is yang energy. And another way to think about this of yin and yang is we have the sun and the moon. We have the earth and we have the sky. And so you need one and you cannot have one without the other. If we only had sunlight all the time, well, we wouldn't be very happy. We wouldn't be sleeping. Or if we never had sunshine, we would never have that brightness of day and plants wouldn't be able to thrive. So you do need masculine and feminine in a romantic relationship. And there will be a, a, let's say, varying degree of which person is in which of their energies. And it's always an ebbing and flowing. So the masculine energy is taking action, loves to build, loves to fix things. It sees a problem and it immediately wants to fix it. It is solution-oriented. It's protective and strong and stable, self-confident. Masculine energy likes to make decisions fast. It's decisive. It knows what it wants and it goes after it. So the masculine energy loves direction and purpose. It's competitive and it likes to win and break through the barriers. It's logical. It loves to be free. So it's freedom-seeking. It loves acknowledgement and it craves importance. Masculine energy loves when it's given a compliment because really they just want to be heroes. But here's the interesting thing. When then when you go to the masculine, you then have the next level, which is that that's the divine masculine. And then you have the wounded masculine. And a lot of men are coming from the wounded masculine. And this is emotionally unavailable, selfish needs to be right, aggressive, extremely critical, controlling, manipulative, and what what you would tend to think of as, let's say, a narcissist. And of course, both men and women can be, but for the sake of this, of the, the wounded masculine, those are the qualities. So then you have the feminine energy or yin. And feminine energy is creative. It's inspiring. It literally creates life. It loves beauty and it stimulates creativity. It's intuitive, empathetic, and it's fluid, stormy, emotional, passionate, and it flows from moment to moment, very much like the water of a river. And this is the energy that is the quality of our compassion, our emotion, our empathy, and truth. So when you are strong in your feminine, You have a very strong connection to your body and your intuition, and you can make decisions based on what you feel in your heart. So then you also, that's the divine feminine, you also have the wounded feminine, and this is low self-worth, easily attached or codependent, stuck in victimhood or waiting to be saved mentality always seeking help from others or thinking, right, like the doctor or the healer or therapist is going to fix you, heal you, save you. And the wounded feminine is always over-apologizing and over-explaining. So I want you just to take a moment and think about 
all of them. So there's four in total. There's the divine feminine, the wounded feminine, divine feminine, wounded feminine, divine masculine, wounded masculine. And so of those, which one feels like you? And if you're in one that you're like, ooh, that's a bit sticky. I don't want to be there. Then that's okay. We're going to talk about that. How do you start to shift between them? And so what I I think is so interesting and also important about this is the vast majority of women that I encounter on a, let's say on a daily basis, just in terms of people I meet and also clients is that a lot of women are actually in their masculine. And so it's not even that they're in the wounded feminine. It feels like what's happened is more women are in this masculine. And I think this kind of came about because of women starting to go into the workplace, which I think is a phenomenal idea. That's why I'm here teaching what I'm doing. But there also has been a shift in terms of women then are in the workplace and they're going after these careers. And naturally, once you're in a career, for the most part, you're going to think, or please correct me if I'm wrong, if you think I'm totally offline here. But for the most part, once you start making money, it's like, oh, I'd like to make more money. Or, oh, if I got a better position, I would have more benefits. So we kind of subconsciously and naturally start to seek something more. And you can absolutely be a divine feminine in your business. And there are some really beautiful examples of women out there doing that. It's something that I am definitely working on and trying to achieve in myself. But naturally, because women are in the workplace and then they're also taking care of families, and then you have some men who are either taking work off and being the stay-at-home dad, it is shifting the dynamic and the polarity. And so I want to share a little bit about my personal journey into this because I have come from being highly in my masculine. I was predominantly in my masculine growing up. I was an independent child. My parents got divorced when I was, I believe, 14. I had a very traumatic high school experience that kind of taught me to fend for myself. I couldn't really trust other people. And going on, I then went to three colleges in four years. So I was constantly changing and shifting. I was always working. I was a model at the time. And you know, with modeling, I did not have a connection to my body. I was not intuitive. I did not understand what this vessel needed because I was doing something for someone else. And so through this, I was constantly trying to do the best that I can. But I also, through the eating disorders and through maybe watching my parents get divorced and possibly through this high school experience that I had, I started to seek control. And the control came when I felt like the more I had in control in my life, the more safe I was. And so this really goes into your inner child. And the inner child is within all of us. And I want you just to think about quickly a moment your your inner child, so you at an age where you did not feel safe, where you felt scared and you needed comforting. So from that moment, did you start to put up walls and boundaries and shields to protect your heart because of something that happened? Or did you start to cling on to other people thinking that they were going to 
make you feel protected and save you. And this also goes back into your attachment style, which is really created at birth. And without going kind of too far on a tangent here, you have secure, anxious, and avoidant. And so those kind of start to play into things. And where I'm able to see, at least from my journey and where I see with clients is kids who, and growing up, those who have an avoidant attachment style tend to, as women, be in their masculine. It's we put up walls. We we look to ourselves for safety and security. It's, I got this. I can do it. I don't need you. And then you have someone who has an anxious attachment style. And those are the ones, at least for feminine, they go into the wounded feminine, which is this very kind of anxious, call you 20 times if you don't answer. And that goes into kind of more of that victim mentality where you need to be saved. And so I find this topic, as I said, so incredibly interesting because the more that I learn about it, I get so many more connections. And as I work with clients, I'm able to work with people to help them change. Let's say you're living in your masculine to change to coming back into your feminine. Because I don't know about you, but if you personally ask me, you know, being dominant, in control, it sounds fun until it's not. And that was my personal journey is that I wanted perfection with my body, with everything around me. And the more that I wanted and I seeked perfection, the more evasive it became. So the more that I wanted that perfect body, the more my body dysmorphia kicked in saying, you don't look good. And the more that I wanted, let's say my two books that came out to get on New York Times bestseller and really thinking that subconsciously didn't even wasn't aware of this at the time, that if they didn't get on there, it meant that I was a fraud and a failure. That even if you know a ton of people bought the books, if I didn't make it to this one list, I was then no longer going to be valid in what I was doing. So I'm then a fraud and a failure. So naturally, and of course, you start to subconsciously seek control if you're in your masculine. And so within the career that I had, and if you listen to episode one, where I sold everything, I moved to Paris, I really got to this place where it was never enough. I was always seeking more. I wanted that next TV show. I wanted my next book to do even better. I needed to make more money. And that's when I really started the soulbatical without knowing that this was the journey that I was going to go on to, let's say, help guide me back to my feminine. Because I had never really known my feminine. I had never really known what it meant to trust someone else. I had been my own savior, my own protector for so many years of my life. And going through a six-year on and off toxic and codependent relationship, I always felt, I always wanted to feel safe, but I never did. I only felt safe when I was really by myself with myself. And so I personally have had to go through this incredible journey of learning to trust other people, whether it be in my business, learning to trust that my partner, when he says something, he's really going to do it, learning just to let go of control. And this started happening for me in 2019, the summer of 2019. And this is a really fun story that I'm going to tell another time because I don't want to make this podcast episode too, too long. But the the long short of it is I had a full-on ayahuasca-like experience with no medicine whatsoever. I was not Hi, I was not drunk. I had not taken any plant medicine. I did not smoke marijuana or anything like that. It was like my soul and my inner guidance was cracking open 
And what I experienced was needing to have total trust in my partner at the time and needing to fully let go of control within my life in order to be in this experience. Because if I tried to fight it, I mean, that it, <laughs> there was no way that was happening. So what happened from there was a series of events that guided me more and more and more to understand, oh, you've been living in your mask. And I wasn't even aware of this to the point where I was at a party one time and I had three different guys, one of which knew me, two different, two guys that I didn't know, walked up and they said, wow, you're really in your masculine. And I had never even really heard this term before. And what I look at that, it was a guiding light from people helping me know their energies and mine or their souls helping me to understand that I was in fact on the right path because that's how I felt. I just didn't know that that was being perceived by other people, let's say. And so I go through this big journey, this cracking open of myself, this unfolding for me to then really learn what it meant to be masculine and where it had been, let's say, holding me back and why I had been doing it. And then to go into the feminine, it took a tremendous amount of trust and courage and an opening in myself to start to go there. And it wasn't an overnight thing, but I really think that every woman, and I'm going to speak for women right now because I am one and I've never experienced being a man. So I don't know what you guys experience, but let's say the human experience in general, I know. But as a woman, every single one of you will go through the cracking open. And whether it's you're in your wounded feminine, it's going to be a cracking open to come back to the divine feminine. Or if you're in your masculine and you seek control and you like perfection and you, you know, you're goal oriented and you butt heads with your, your hubby because of these. Well, you're going to go through an opening, a cracking open to get you to that divine feminine. And the same goes for men. If a man is living in his feminine too much, he also will go through a journey to bring him back to that divine feminine. And if a guy is in his wounded masculine, which, you know, I, I hold my ex for the dearest, and highest regards because he was my greatest teacher in life. When we were together, I was in my masculine and he was in his wounded masculine. And so you think about that. He's controlling and aggressive and manipulative. And here I am in my masculine, also trying to be solution oriented and get things done and be the hero of my own company and my own life. And so we, we butt heads naturally. And so for me and my relationship now with my partner, I'm able to see when I start stepping into my masculine. And quite honestly, it comes up when there's fear in my business, like I'm not doing enough or you know, something didn't sell the way it was supposed to, or I'm not making enough money to pay off whatever I need to. It's this subconscious fear that kicks in, which puts me into that overdrive of, oh shit, I got to get things done. And so it's a unlearning and a relearning on how to step up into the future me, future version of Nikki Sharp and with my business and a sharper life and this podcast of doing it from a feminine standpoint. And it's one of the reasons why I've really made it a point with these podcasts that if I you know, fuck up and I 
cough or I say something or I like scramble my words, I am on purpose not trying to cut things out because I'm trying to get out of that perfection-seeking nature, which I've had my whole life. Instead, I take some notes, I write a little outline, and then I try to just flow. And so sometimes the episodes might come out you know, really, really good and proper because I'm tapped in. And other times, like I'm just getting over my cold, I don't feel as connected to my intuition because of just being sick. And so there's all of these interesting dynamics at play. But for me, it's really been an incredibly hard and yet insanely beautiful journey to understand when I'm in my masculine or where I was in the past and why it came. And it it came because I was trying to protect myself because of the pain and the loss of love that I felt growing up and as a kid. So I want you just to think about all of those because I know I, I talked about a lot there and there's a lot to digest. You know, we talked about inner child and inner child work. And then we've talked about your attachment styles and going over where are you now and do you seek safety? And are you looking for someone else to heal you? Are you in your wounded masculine or wounded feminine or your divine? And I know it's a lot for one episode, but I also really want you to understand that wherever you are, if you're not fully in alignment with where you are and you're not feeling 100% good. I mean, like for me, I know that when I was in my masculine, it felt good until it didn't because I was fighting with my partner. We were butting heads. Work was never good enough. And it's what led me into my soulbatical, really. So for you, are you in a place where you don't like where you are? And if you are, are you, are you able to identify that you're in your wounded energy or are you just living in the opposite energy? And so it's always a balance. And one thing I want to add to this is with my partner, when we met, he told me that in, in our really beautiful, deep conversations that we, we've had from day one, he told me that he really likes a strong woman. And that's what naturally turns him on. That's why he loves what I do and that I'm doing this podcast and I get to help so many people. And there are times when, let's say, we go out and he feels like I'm in my 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 masculine a bit too much. Like if I'm the one kind of placing all the orders and talking to the waiter and I walk before him. And these are things that just come so naturally subconsciously because I've been doing them my whole life. Sometimes he can then go into that feminine energy a little bit more. And so one thing for you to remember is that when you have the two batteries and you have a masculine energy and you have a feminine If the other person is going into their opposite energy, so instead of the wounded, if I'm a female going into my masculine, the masculine by very nature will start to go into the feminine unless they're in their wounded. So knowing that you're able to start to see, oh, well, if I like the quote unquote bad guy and I'm in my masculine, I'm not giving the man any space to show up as that provider and protector. I'm trying to control everything and be that myself. But in reality, I want to be that nurturer, that creative. I want to tap into source and my intuition. And the more that as a female you do that, the eating disorders will start to go away. The body dysmorphia will start to go away because 
you will no longer need to quote unquote diet. You will know what works for your body. And so when you as the female are in tune with yourself and you're in your feminine, the guy or the the masculine, the he of the relationship of an, a romantic relationship has the opportunity to be in their dominant, what should be their dominant energy. And if I, as the female, start to go into my masculine, the dominant masculine, or if they're living in their divine masculine, will start to go into the feminine. And it's this really interesting and beautiful thing to watch that I encourage you to, if you're in a relationship, try and see, is my partner in their in their divine masculine or in their wounded masculine? Or are they just in their feminine? Do I want them to go make more plans and take me out and you know make decisions? And if so, are they more in their, their feminine and they should be in their masculine? How can I help guide them? And am I in the place where I'm not giving space for that other person to show up as the masculine? Am I in a place where I need to tap back into my intuition, my creativity, my softness? And so how do you start to balance them out? Well, first and foremost, literally the most important thing is to become aware. Because when you become aware of where you are, you're able to say, that's where I'd like to go. And so if you're in your masculine as a woman, I encourage you to start to see where you don't trust, where you need to trust other people more, where you can allow that in to the point where I actually got the word trust written, tattooed on my ring finger because I needed that reminder that trust, I need to trust that the right man is going to put a ring there. I need to trust that it's going to happen when it's going to happen and it's going to be the divine timing that it is. I need to trust myself. I need to trust other people. So trust for me is my my guiding word in this lifetime. And so for you as a female, if you're in your masculine, where do you need to trust others more? Where do you need to trust the journey? And so often I'm asked by women of, you know, I'm scared. I'm losing hope that I'm not going to meet my partner. Well, my love, you have to trust. And for men, if you're identifying, oh, I'm actually in my, my feminine a little bit too much. What does my partner want? That's a really beautiful conversation to be had. How can you both show up for each other in the energy that the other appreciates? And so the masculine energy is doing more. Are you a man that just needs to kind of commit and the logical and just make decisions, be more firm? Or are you in the need to be in the feminine mode, which is being? So the feminine is to be. It's the energy receptive, beautiful place. And being is where all the answers come for a woman. And also for a man tapping into that, that's why we meditate. And so really focusing on where am I and where do I want to go and what are the small little steps that I can start to take? And I could go on and on and on about this this topic, but I would say at least coming from the standpoint of being a woman who is highly in her masculine. And one actually, one thing I want to just make note of here, you can be a beautiful, gorgeous, sweet, kind female. It doesn't matter how you look on the outside. It's the energy from the inside. 
And so you can be sweet and kind to some people and aggressive and dominant to others. And so it's understanding where that masculine energy comes out. But for me, it was really important to start to dress in, and actually today is not a great example of it, but dress in fabrics and colors that make me think more light. So I'm, I've started wearing a lot more whites, even though I am terrified of the color white because I always spill things on it. But I used to only wear black or darker colors. And I have embodied, I live in Miami, which is a very feminine city. And so I've embodied more colors into my life. And that's just something to notice when you're trying to, let's say, get out of one or come back to yourself, your divine, whatever it is, is to make note where you are, but then introducing softer fabrics as a female or things like, do you need to wear makeup to make yourself feel more feminine? Like, I wear makeup because it makes me feel feminine. I don't do it for anyone else. But I also know that when I get scared in business, I just immediately, doesn't matter how I look, immediately tap into that masculine overdrive energy. So I leave you with this. Understand wherever you are is perfect. This is a journey that we will all go through is tapping into different energies. And it becomes really fun when you learn how to engage in both. So now I'm in a place where I'm able to tap into the masculine consciously. And I'm able to understand when I may be less conscious about it. I'm able to tap into the feminine and be more receptive and be open to others' ideas. And planning a wedding has been a really, really fun example of understanding where my masculine has come in or where his feminine. And so you, wherever you are is perfect. And just know that the baseline starting point is just to see where you are and say, that's where I want to go. That's part of manifesting. And you will naturally start to either research more or feel free to reach out to me if you'd like to get some more information working together one-on-one. You can DM me on Instagram at Nikki Sharp. But wherever you are is where you're meant to be. And the journey that has led you to now is exactly the one that you were supposed to go on, whether it was to protect yourself, whether it was to seek love in others. Ultimately, all of us are coming to a place where you must seek love from yourself within yourself. And then from a place of fullness or that divine energy, then we get to consciously make a choice of in business, do I want to tap into my masculine today? Or do I want to tap into my feminine? So I know that was a lot. And thank you for bearing with me. I know we went to a few different places here. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. And if you want to learn anything more about it, as I said, you can definitely DM me. I offer a one-on-one coaching for my three-month program. And until next week, here's to a sharper life.